Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be, regardless of dimension and your vibrational frequency, I hope that at this time of year, in this current season of love, you are able to manage your expectations. Now, I know that this is a very emotionally charged time of year for many of us and myself in the past included. I'm not really thinking about it either way right now. But I know in the past, Valentine's Day has been a hot button issue for me when I didn't have a Valentine. Now I have a built-in Valentine. It's my cat. (laughs) My cat wife. She's my Valentine's. (laughs) I should get her a little something extra special. Maybe I'll give her a little tuna (laughs) on Valentine's Day. But this is a really... um, it's, it's a crazy making day and it's coming up on Monday pretty quick. So I'm bringing it up now so that you have a few days. By the time you hear this, you'll have at least a couple days, if not, you know, three, four days to kind of, um, think about this managing your expectations idea. If you're single, this might be a trigger for you to get kind of sad and you know, you might feel more lonely than ever. And if you are in a relationship that's new, you might feel pressure to perform at a higher accelerated rate and level than normal as far as stepping up the gifts, the making a dinner, flowers, candy, whatever, what have you buying that balloon bouquet. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know what you people do. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, every person is different. Every individual is different. We have different, um, ideas of what this day means and what's romantic and what's not. And if you're, brand new in a relationship. It's one of those high pressure days. I can't wait till Valentine's day. I can't see what she's going to do for me. can't wait to see how he's going to react. I'm going to find out on that day. If my beloved is romantic, (laughs) I mean, it gets kind of (laughs) hairy. It gets really hairy. Doesn't it? It's one, it's one of those hot button issues. It really is a trigger day for a lot of people. It's one of those holidays that we feel pressure. You know, Halloween comes around. We're excited like, woo, baby. You know, we feel a little pressure to buy costumes and decorate, but it's fun. That's fun. And you know, Easter comes around and it's like, you either celebrate it or you don't, but even if you don't celebrate it, the cool candy comes around and you're like, oh yeah, the Cadbury eggs and (laughs) the marshmallow peeps, you know, it's like other holidays 
have more of a fun or like food related thing, you know, Thanksgiving. Oh, it's time for Turkey. Valentine's day is, I mean, there's cool candy about this time and not here where I live. Nobody does. Well, there actually is. I, I did see they set up a little section of the grocery store for Valentine's day. I didn't really pay attention. I think there's just like candy that they normally have, but in, instead of a yellow wrapper, now it's in a red wrapper, <laughs> you know, it's exactly the same thing as what they normally have. So it's not anything extra special. And I've, I saw some coffee mugs with hearts on them. And I saw some, you know, like little tiny teddy bears, you know, stuff like that. But, um, it really is kind of, I mean, here in, in Ecuador, I will tell you, and throughout South America, Valentine's day is not the romantic pressure day that it is in other, uh, countries. I know in the United States, it's really, Oh my God. It's like, if you're single, you feel more lonely. Usually if you're, um, and some people actually respond in the opposite way where they're like, let's get together with my single, uh, guy friends or my single girlfriends. And we're just going to like freaking go bowling or stay home and watch anti Valentine's day movies, like horror movies or something, the opposite of, of the love day. You know, um, some people do have, anti-Valentine's Day sentiments and anti-Valentine's Day parties. And there's even movies about people who are like this, you know, they just don't hate the holiday, hate it. It's just a, a reason to buy chocolate and cards and stuff, but it's actually a very sweet day. There's a lot of sweetness to it. You know, it was created, um, after St. Valentine's, of course, he was a true saint and he did believe in love and he died as a result of his belief in true love. And so it's tragic and romantic all at once. And that's kind of a good summary of the day, isn't it? It's romantic. If you're in a loving relationship, If you're married and you're on the verge of divorce, it is another kind of pressure. It's one of those days where you're just like, oh my God, it's like just getting through the day and you're just like, the wheels are grinding like so hard inside you. Like, you know, (laughs) I've been there. I I remember when my ex-husband and I were we knew we were going to get a divorce. We weren't quite divorced yet. And then he still asked me out for Valentine's day. And from the day we had kids, they were always with us on every holiday, Valentine's day, anniversary, whatever, you know, it was always a nice romantic dinner for three. And then later my son came four. So, you know, we never got babysitters. We were always with the kids <clears throat> and it was, um, I remember like at the end though, the relationship was over and we went out, I think it was Valentine's day. And it was just like, he called his mom and in front of me said, well, it's just another excuse to go out to eat, you know, and we want to go out to eat. So it's not really anything special. And then he just kind of gave me a dirty look. And I remember feeling like that is like the worst kind of awkward pressure after being with somebody for 13 years, we were together over a year and then got married and then married for around 12 years, like maybe a couple months shy of 12 years. And it was just like, 
so hurtful, more painful than if we had already been broken up and separated out. (laughs) So if you're in a bad marriage, it's a day that's full of all kinds of negative pressure and memories of what your expectations were before and what the reality is now. It could be quite different. It could be a trigger day for a lot of people. No matter what your situation, if you're in a happy marriage and you don't have any money, that's a whole nother kind of pressure and a whole nother kind of a trigger, right? (laughs) And if you're happily married and have enough money to buy your sweetheart a three or $4 card, I remember when they were 75 cents when I was a kid, (laughs) you know, I think, I think the cheapest cards were like 50 cents or something and maybe in 40 cents when I was really young and I mean, the last time I bought someone a card, I can't remember how, I can't remember the last card I bought for somebody, but I remember it was like, almost like, might've been like $5. It was like insane. You know, it was a really big and fancy, beautiful card, probably one for my mom or something. But I used to work for the greeting cards companies. I used to be a merchandiser for, um, not Hallmark, but one of the other, uh, smaller, companies. And, um, I mean, it was a big amount of pressure, you know, the whole Valentine's day, people just get either really excited about it. If they're in a positive situation or they get really uh, irritated, grumpy, bummed, whatever. So I want you to manage your expectations. Now, even if you are in what say you're in a relationship where the words new and you can't wait to spend Valentine's day together and you start having super happy, positive expectations, they, you might get disappointed that other person might not be so romantic. I've told the story about being with my, um, one of my ex-boyfriends, he was a narcissist and he, um, you know, ended up leaving me for a friend of mine who turns out was also a narcissist. So they totally deserved each other. I think I had said this probably the other day, even, or maybe last season, I mentioned these people, but not to mention them by name. But, um, I remember like kind of pressuring him a little bit, like, you know, I really wish you were more romantic. It got to a point where I started like, dating another man while we were together, not sleeping with them or anything like that, not out of integrity. We were just friends, but like, because it was romantic, just the way he would open the doors for me and put, you know, his jacket around my shoulders or, um, you know, just like the chivalrous things that I adore. I love traditional stuff like that. I'm very old fashioned that way. It's weird, but it's just who I am. I like that old fashioned romantic kind of, you know, let the man be the man type of thing. It's how I was raised. Like I said, older generation, right? You know, so, you know, this guy that I was living together with, I, I was just like, you know, it's just stupid that I have to like get the romantic thing from a friend, (laughs) which is dumb when my boyfriend who I live with, who I'm supposedly, you know, I, I wasn't in love with him, but I loved him. And I don't know if he loved me. I now looking back, I'm sure he didn't. He was just kind of a, you know, narcissist, but he, 
wasn't romantic. I'm like, you need to be more romantic with me. And I kept trying to put my foot down. Like, come on, this is what I need in this relationship in order for this to work between us. And I finally got him to agree. And I'm like, we should bring a picnic. And I'm thinking we're going to cut up cheese and grapes and bring a bottle of wine and have French bread and make it, you know, like romantic. And he's like, yeah, let's just go get a bucket of chicken and go to the beach. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, okay. I do like chicken. So, all right. Kentucky fried chicken, what, whatever. So we did that. I mean, Hey, my daddy's from Kentucky. So <laughs> let's do it. You know, as long as we get this, I, you know, we'll get half crispy and half spicy. All right. Now you've talked me into it. So we go and get our bucket of chicken and we go to the beach and he, he goes to the beach that has, um, we're on the cliff in Santa Barbara on a bench and it's overlooking the ocean. It's like super romantic. I'm like, Oh my God, he picked the best spot. And then, um, he takes off his, his sweatpants. So obviously not very romantic. He's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt takes off his sweatpants. And he has these running shorts underneath and he starts running stairs. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? We're supposed to be, you know, having a romantic time. He's like, well, the sun's not set yet. I've got 10 minutes. And he starts running stairs. And I'm like, is that why we came here? Because you wanted to run stairs? And he's like, yeah, I need to exercise. I'm like, that's like the most unromantic thing ever. And I was like more angry <laughs> that he did that to me than it even was like kind of funny. It's like something that would be in a, a sitcom, you know? looking back or looking at it from, you know, another angle, such as not in the relationship. If you're, you know, my friend looking at this, it's hilarious. It's really hysterically funny. Like what an asshole, but, but it was just one of those things where my expectation was that I, I know I deserve romance. I explained to him what I needed and he still could not even make it work. He couldn't pull his shit together for 10 minutes just to make it work. And then when the sun, I'm like, look, the sun's almost setting. He's like, it's not fully set. We got to wait till it's like, and he's like running stairs. And he's like, wait until the sun is like halfway on the, on the horizon of, of the ocean. And I'm like, you know, screw it. I'm going back to the car. And he's like, no, no, I'm there. I'm there. And he like runs back up the stairs and he's all sweaty now. Like, that's not romantic, dude. And I'm like looking at the sun, just like so effing pissed. <laughs> like I was just so mad. And then he kind of put his arm around me and I was like, uh, you're all sweaty. You know, like, Oh, you think you're going to kiss me now? You think you're going to get some now? I don't even think so. This is, so aggravating and so mean and it was like mean spirited and he wasn't thinking about me at all. I mean, looking back, he was a narcissist. So how the hell could I expect anything more? And that's the point. Don't expect more than the very bare minimum. In fact, even that don't even expect Sometimes people forget it's Valentine's day. I had another, um, you know, just, a, I don't know, about 10 years ago, I was, uh, starting to date. Um, he's not my twin flame. He was a near twin flame. He was, you know, like sometimes us twin flames, we come in a cluster. Like we all agree to come together and we have like a specific purpose in our group. It doesn't mean that we're like the same part of the same soul in eight shards or whatever, 
you know, I've heard that that's not how it is. It's just, I think it's that we come together as a group. And as long as two of us out of the eight of us get together and maybe it's a long shot or something, you know, then we can take care of the energetic stuff together. And so I dated my near twin flame and, um, which I didn't know at the time really. It wasn't until after we broke up really that I started to really take a deep dive into this stuff and learn more. But, um, anyway, I remember we had been dating for a while, like a year, you know, and Valentine's day was coming up and he started to feel the pressure and he was like, Oh yeah, I see it's Valentine's day. Psh, good thing. We're not in a relationship. It's like, I'm the only woman he's dating for like a year. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're not in a relationship. Okay. And I saw the writing on the wall. I'm like, you know what? I have zero expectations of this guy. Right. And, and then I'm like, so what are you doing? You know, for Valentine's day, he's like, Oh me, I got a date. And then I was like, heart sunk. I mean, that just broke my heart. And then I realized he was teasing me. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, he, he's, and then I thought, well, he's trying to put me off cause he doesn't have any money and he doesn't want to pretend we're going to have a date when he can't even pay. And then he's going to feel crap about himself. So I'm not even going to mention it. And then Valentine's day rolls around and I told the kids, we're going to go out for Japanese food and I'm going to, um, there's a little hole in the wall place. It's like a little teeny, teeny, tiny dine. It's like three tiny tables that sit three people each. So only nine people can eat in this tiny little restaurant at any given time. This itty bitty hole in the wall place. They had sushi. They had miso soup. They had amazing. It was just, you know, I think the kids had sushi. I had tempura. I had miso soup. It was really nice. And then the little uh, cucumber salad. Oh my God. It was amazing. So anyway, um, I get dressed to the nines. Like I'm going to the fricking opera or something. I was like, that was back when I could still wear high heels and I was wearing high heels and I was wearing a dress and I did my hair, my makeup. I, my hair was like, I curled my hair like in these, I like got it wet the day before and put it in these rollers. And then I took the rollers out and my hair was like really fabulous. I was stunning. I will really admit it. I was looking pretty fine. (laughs) And, um, I got all ready and, um, we're getting ready to leave. And the kids are like, why are you getting so dressed up? It's not like it's a date. We're just going to that hole in the wall place. I'm all just, you wait, something's going to happen. I feel it. Next thing I know, it was not even like 15 seconds after I said that the phone rings. Hey, what you doing right now? It's him. (laughs) My near twin flame. I'm all, Oh, I just heading out with the kids. We're going to get some Japanese food. You want to come along? He's all, you know, sure. Why not? Are you paying? And I'm like, yeah, I'll pay. I don't care. (laughs) And and I knew it all along. I knew it. I knew we're going to end up together on Valentine's day. I just knew it. And so I pick him up and we go to uh, the restaurant. We eat. And it was like the end of the meal. I think they'd given us like mints or something. And he was divvying out the mints. He's like, Oh, and this one's for you. And he's like, Oh, you know, I wanted to tell you, you actually look really nice tonight. And he's like, wait a minute. Why are you so dressed up? I'm like, cause I have a date tonight. <laughs> he's like with who? And he got really upset. <laughs> I'm like, obviously with you, <laughs> duh. <laughs> 
And then he got really angry at me. He's like, you set me up. I'm like, what? He's like, you freaking knew it was Valentine's Day and you set me up. And he got really mad. I'm like, I did nothing except get dressed up to take the kids out to eat. And this is where we wanted to go. And you called at the last minute and I invited you if you want to come along. (laughs) And that was like the most crazy Valentine's Day. And I think he ended up coming back with us and we had like, you know, marshmallows and hot chocolate or something. That was like our Valentine's. And it was very sweet and it was just very um, wholesome actually. And it was a very nice day, but I, I had zero expectations and I got better than I expected. And then, you know, with the romantic sunset at the ocean thing, what I got was way more disappointing than I ever thought it could be after I specifically explicitly spelled it out. This is what I need. This is what I want. I want romance sometimes, you know, and and it was just ridiculous. So, I mean, I'm not going to say you have zero expectations. What I'm going to say to you is whether or not you're single or in a relationship, the best thing you can do for, for yourself is self care on Valentine's day by yourself, the roses you want by yourself, the perfume that you want, or the, the cologne or aftershave that you want, get yourself the fancy, you know, piece of jewelry, or maybe there's a expensive shampoo you've been wanting. And that might be the exact time to splurge on yourself a little bit. You know, I'm not saying go out and buy yourself a brand new car. I mean, unless you're wealthy and you need a car and you want a car and hey, why not? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Um, If you listen to the last episode we did, buying yourself something really nice or or attracting, manifesting something great to you is just bringing more God unto you. You're just accepting more God into your life because everything is created and made from God. (laughs) And I would like to have as much God in my life as possible. Thank you very much. (laughs) Whether it's in the form of money, mansion, car, um, or my true love, which is better than all those things because I don't care about the material items so much as the, you know, but but I'm welcoming it. Sure, sure, why not? But you can... um, only do what you can do from your angle, from your end of things, right? So if you're single, you know, I remember even before when I was single, when I was young, like 19, 20, actually, no, it wasn't, it was a little bit older than, I was a little bit older than that. Cause I had, I was with that guy from, I was 18 when we got together and I, we were together six years. So whatever that was. So maybe I was about 24 years old. And I remember thinking, this is the first time I'm, I'm single on Valentine's day in a long time. And I was really, really bummed about that. And my friend Amber said, just buy the shit for yourself. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh yeah. You know, just if you buy yourself the jewelry and the perfume and the roses, who gives a shit what the man's doing? If there's any men, if there's no men, then who gives a shit? You still have the stuff. You have the loot you could do for yourself. You're a woman of the world and you're intelligent and smart and strong. Like, yeah, that's true. So I started doing that and not only for Valentine's day, but just all the time. Now I couldn't go out and buy at that time. I couldn't afford a $50 bottle of perfume, 
but boy, I, I found Chanel number no. five for 12 bucks in a teeny tiny little bottle, such a cute little Chiquita little bottle. I loved it. And, um, and that made me feel special. I, I made myself feel special. I gave myself the romance that I had been seeking. And even if you're a man, I mean, what if you're with a woman or a man who is not romantic and you're a man and you want the romance, do the romance thing for yourself, whatever it is, buy yourself the chocolates. Who cares? Buy yourself flowers. Who cares? You know, who gives a shit? As long as you do the self-care, make yourself happy pay for a spa package, go away for the weekend, you know, go golfing or, or bowling or whatever it is you want to do. You take yourself out to the movies, you know, doesn't matter. Male, female, gay, straight, you know, everybody has, you know, if you're in the LGBTQIA community, whatever we all have, no matter what our situation is, we all have these stupid expectations <laughs> and if we don't manage them and we don't plan in advance to manage them and we don't plan in advance to, um, take care of ourselves on Valentine's day, especially when it's been a hot button issue. And especially when we're raised, I mean, if you were raised in the United States and I don't know how it is, I think the UK might be the same. I think like Australia and New Zealand possibly is the same. I don't know. I I've seen movies, um, about these kinds of things. And I, everyone has a pressure of making, um, either, uh, signing a bunch of Valentine's day cards or making them for your classmates when you're, when you're young and you have to give one to everybody. And then you try to make the one extra special one for the kid you like. And, they make an extra special one for a different kid. And you're like, damn it. You know, I mean, the disappointments and the hurts, the hits just keep on hitting <laughs> like our whole lives. And it's kind of a crappy holiday because of that. Honestly, you know, it's, it's because we are hyped up. It's just a bunch of hype and we don't, um, we're unable to, reach the level of the expectation when we expect it out of other people, when we expect it out of ourselves, we can pull it out of a hat just like a beautiful rabbit. (laughs) And I feel like it's possible that you can have a wonderful and beautiful, amazing Valentine's day. Even if you're in a, stuck in a loveless marriage even if you're single, even if you just broke up with somebody, and especially if you're in a loving, committed, beautiful relationship with your soulmate or your twin flame, and you're happy, whether you have money or not, I mean, like one of the most romantic things that you can do if you live near the ocean and you have no money and you're in a happy relationship, just go down at sunset, (laughs) not with a bucket of fucking chicken, but what, why don't you just write little love letters to each other and then, you know, write your name in the sand on the beach, you know, your initials in a heart and take a picture of that for your Instagram or something. It's like super simple, super easy, takes like a minute 
but it's going to be one of those cool ass memories that even if, you know, oh yeah, I remember back in the day, babe, we didn't have any money, but we just went down to the beach and this happened. And then we took this gorgeous picture at sunset and then we kissed and it was like one of the most romantic moments of my life. You know, it's okay. I mean, if you have a moment that's like really simple, you buy each other a candy bar for a dollar or a piece of candy for five cents even, or, you know, you steal a rose out of your neighbor's garden, (laughs) you know, whatever it is. I mean, you can, it could be very simple. You could write a, a teeny tiny heart on a little teeny tiny piece of paper and, and glue it in the center of the bathroom mirror for them. You know, it, it can't, it doesn't have to be something big, maybe something really tiny, but very thoughtful. And if you don't have anybody do it for yourself, in fact, do it for yourself. Even if you have another buddy, <laughs> you know, whether it's a spouse or a lover or a partner or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, what have you. Do something nice for yourself also. Buy yourself the chocolates. I highly recommend chocolate just because, I mean, hey, I live in the magical land of Ecuador where chocolate actually grows on trees. (laughs) I really, really love uh, living here with all my favorite fruits, you know, including chocolate and mangoes and coconuts and coffee. It's like my favorite. It's why I I live here. It's just my favorite place because all the cool things that grow here and it's all organic. I love it. Anyway, um, that was my spiel about (laughs) the whole Valentine's day thing. Just take care of yourself. Just have that self care, have that love for yourself and respect and honor yourself enough to know that it might be a little bit of a hard day. You might want to do some journaling about it before or after, or even during you get yourself a movie, cuddle up with a nice book, a hot cup of tea, whatever, you know, hot chocolate, you know, just go buy the marshmallows, put that in the hot chocolate, you know, unless you're diabetic, don't do that. But you know what I mean? Just take care of yourself. Don't make it a, a horrible drunken night where you end up drunk dialing all your exes, you know? So just manage your expectations and understand that you know, it could be just another day, but I think you should do something and pass the day in a way in which it feels special. If it's just you and your cat, like it is me with my cat, I'll probably just try to hold her extra and for half the night and the rest of the night being put in bandages on my, um, you know, arms after she shreds them to ribbons. (laughs) She doesn't like to be held a whole lot. I'm teasing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to force my cat to love me. Love me, please. I beg you knowledge. I'm just kidding. She's actually very sweet, but it's always on her terms. And it's like, you know, I get a really decent cuddle at least once or twice a day from her. She, um, begs me to come over. She demands me to come over and have to bend all the way down. And then she, she, raises up on her hind legs. Now this is her new thing. And she'll pet my face (laughs) with her paw. And then she'll, she'll kiss me. Like she'll put her lips on my lips and then she'll rub her face on my face. You know, she has to rub that scent on me to make me fall in love with her all over again. 
I'm like, I'm already in love with you. Have you seen your face? You're adorable. <laughs> You're my little cat wife over here. <laughs> but she, um, she's petting my face the way that I pet her. And it's, she's taken a, she's started doing this like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. It's, I think that she has literally trained me and made me her pet is what has happened. She has flipped the switch, turned the tables. I'm the pet and, and the servant and she's the queen. She really has, that's the knowledge Raven spell news for the evening, but (laughs) that's really what's happening. She's, um, you know, I, I stopped petting her for the most part because she just keeps scratching and biting me. And so now I don't pet her and I just use my face to push my face against her face. And now she's like so much more affectionate. It's very weird. <laughs> and sometimes I'm laying in bed. She will come and slump her whole body across my neck and she'll put her paws on either side of my face and she'll pet my face like I used to pet her face. So I am now her pet. <laughs> it feels awfully weird. <laughs> It's super adorable though. All right. I just looked where at 3244. 44 is another uh, angel number for you guys who are taking notes of the numbers. So anyway, that was my Valentine's day spiel. I hope it inspires you to do something nice for yourself and to love yourself and accept your situation. Come what may, no matter what it is, you know, for me, it's just going to be the cat wife and I, <laughs> as far as I know, you know, Hey, what if my twin flame calls me or writes me or something that would be like, so amazingly cool. It'd be like a miracle, but this might not be the year. I mean, it's too much pressure. Like this is a very pressure filled holiday. So just breathe (laughs) and accept that probably it's not going to go the way you wanted it, you know, and take control and do for yourself what you would like for yourself. Give yourself a gift, no matter what. So if no one else lives up to the expectations or the hype and they don't do anything, hey, at least you've done for yourself. That's the way it is. That's the way it should be. Like seriously, I used to buy myself rings, even not even on Valentine's Day, just year round. (laughs) I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember the Merlite or uh, like mermaid light. I love it. Merlite or Merlite. Um, catalog was my favorite, favorite, favorite jewelry company. They had, um, gold that they infused with this other kind of metal. So the gold would never, um, flake off. And so it was gold plated, but it was electro plated in a way that it never, it, it never got like the rings didn't get bad. Cause my, my hands, my skin eats gold. <laughs> it's like I eat it for breakfast. I love it. <laughs> My body's just like cannibalizes it. Like it just eats all the metal when I wear metal. It's a Native American trait, I think. Um, all the all my Native American friends have told me the same thing. Like, yeah, I just I can't wear gold because my body eats it. It's just it's weird. Like I'll wear a necklace. It looks beautiful. Gold plated necklace. And like a couple weeks later, it's just, there's no more gold on it. I don't know where it went and other people don't have that. And it's like, wait, what? But yeah, as my body eats gold, <laughs> I just keep attracting more and more gold. <laughs> but, um, 
Uh, but I used to, but this, this company had the, this electroplating thing that they did and they were in business for like 125 years or something. And they went out of business and I, I legit cried. I was like, dude, I love your jewelry so freaking much, but they had these massive specials. Like they'd have like a $300 ring and I would end up gaining it for like $33. Like seriously, I Man, I used to have a jewelry collection that would make anybody jealous, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't expensive, but it was extremely high quality. I mean, I had sapphires and, and, um, I think I might've had a Ruby. I might've at one point, I, I think I might've had an emerald. I had bought, I mean, man, I bought some beautiful and it might've been laboratory created. I mean, I don't think they were actually natural. Some of them were my sapphire ring was, I had an exact replica of Princess Diana's um, sapphire ring that she had on her finger when she got married. I literally had that ring. But um, when they, I mean, when they went out of business, I was like, "No, can't you find someone to buy the business from you? My God, why are you guys just going to close your doors? Like, I'll buy the business from you, but you know, give me a couple of years." And they're like, "No, we're not going to do it. <laughs> it's over." Like, but this jewelry is so beautiful. There's no jewelry in the whole world like it. And it's over. I mean, I'm sure that Mer- old Merlite jewelry, it's probably worth some a lot more money now. That $300 ring is probably worth $3,000 now because they just don't simply don't exist anymore. But no, I used to buy my own jewelry. Anyway, speaking of buying myself stuff, I um, decided to buy a new coffee pot for my mansion that I am trying to, um, do affirmations for, and I'm really heavily working on, uh, manifesting this. And I'm imagining it all the time. And I'm, you know, I close my eyes several times a day and I, and instead of sitting where I'm sitting in my mind, I'm sitting in the mansion. I'm in the pool. I'm in the water in the pool. I'm splashing about, I'm playing with my cat. I'm building a cat tree. Like I'm like heavily, heavily manifesting this right now, you know, and I keep telling God by, by the end of June, I want to live in that house. Right. Anyway. So I went out and I took a leap of faith and I bought myself finally a little coffee pot to go with my mansion and my mansion's going to be kind of modern and square. Uh, the last house I bought was in Detroit and it was a little brick house and it was a hundred years old and I love her very much. She's a very good house. And, um, but I'm going to have to sell her soon because I can't really live there in Detroit because I, I live here now. And so anyway, I bought this coffee pot and, um, I didn't know what to name him, <laughs> but he's very masculine. He's a black and silver, like, um, stainless steel coffee pot. It's very masculine and, uh, clean lines. And I love it. And it's like, wow. So, um, I had my first cup of coffee and it was so smooth. I'm not chewing the grounds of the coffee anymore. (laughs) I've been making cowboy coffee on the stove, the stovetop coffee for, I mean, nine or 10 months, almost a year actually, because my, um, I bought a coffee pot that was amazing. And then all of a sudden the heating coil broke and to replace it will cost me a whopping 78 cents. I could order the part from China. It might take two or three months on a slow boat to get here, but, um, it's easy to fix. 
However, here in Ecuador, I can't get it. I can't get the part and can't order stuff in the mail. So it's like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, nothing. So I've been waiting to find somebody who could fix my coffee pot and um, haven't found any repair shops. So I just said, you know what? I'll find a repair shop later. I'm going to be in a mansion. I'm going to need a coffee pot, maybe in my bedroom or in the outdoor kitchen and one in my actual kitchen. So this smaller little coffee pot that only has, it says six cups, but technically it's only for three cups of coffee. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm just put this in my bedroom. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's kind of luxurious. So that's my Valentine's day gift to myself is my coffee pot who I have decided to name Rico. (laughs) Rico Suave. (laughs) Because I am having rich and smooth coffee now that I don't have to chew. It's like, well, well, that was always my breakfast. I would chew my coffee for breakfast. And now I don't have those chunks of coffee. And I won't have those pictures to send you guys on Instagram anymore to see the patterns in the coffee. But I actually prefer my coffee smooth. (laughs) Not chunky, like chunky peanut butter. So... That was my weird and fun news this week. And um, I've been sick. I was sick yesterday. Today I had a fever. I have bronchitis. I still am sick. And I'm on prednisone. But I am on the mend. I feel better. My skin was a nice blue pallor two days ago. It was very pale. My lips were almost, they were like white. Which is, I mean, I was like starting to look like a ghost. I was literally looking like death over here. But I'm, my cheeks have a little more color in them now and my lips are turning a little more pink so the good news is I actually am on the mend and I'm getting better just looked and I was at 41 minutes 33 seconds into the recording so 33 for those of you keeping track there you go there's another number and 4141 just came up so there you go angel numbers all over the place so there was some other news too. Um, the cat manifested another lizard coming in the house and she chased that thing all over yesterday. She was having the time of her life and she decided to chase it into the bathroom. Carry, she carried it into the bathroom while I was using the facility. And then she dropped it next to my feet. And of course it started taking off running. I'm lifting my feet up off the toilet. I, I mean, it was like a ridiculous scene. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this, but it was like super funny. I was like, oh my God, this cat is hilarious. Like she, she did that on purpose just to mess with me. <laughs> and she wanted me to see, look, mom, look what I caught. And then the thing was running. She's like running all over the house at that thing. So she's, that's another knowledge Ravenspell mini report right there. But she's been very much into the manifestation way. And I think I'm going to do a show tonight about, um, removing blocks or looking for hidden blocks. And I'm not going to, um, it's going to be more of an informal talk. It's not going to be something, um, laid out. I'm not going to maybe even write in a notebook. I'm just going to talk about it a little bit, like some stuff that I recognized in myself recently that, will actually um, maybe help you guys to see things that aren't really, um, you know, because if it's hidden and you just can't 
you know, a lot of the money programs that people have out there, they don't address everything. So you might have a block adjacent. So I might talk about that tonight. I'm not really sure yet. In fact, I may finish this half of the show and go to bed and finish the other half tomorrow when I wake up in a few hours. And then I will do the earth changes report tomorrow as well, because I feel like I'm honestly too tired to finish the Thursday show on time. Even though I did get the Wednesday show out, you know, I've just, cause I'm so far behind now. It's really just because, but I got a lot of stuff done today. I, I don't know about you guys. If you've been feeling really tired too, it might be an Ascension symptom thing. The geomagnetic storms, uh, brewing, you know, it, it finally hit us. And, um, the energy of that is with us as well. And we're going to be hit on Sunday night and Monday. So just in time for Valentine's day, boom, we're going to get another solar wind, you know, but today I, I, man, I, I did Wednesday show today. I took a shower and washed my hair, which is no easy feat. The, um, faucet is so encrusted over by the super hard water here that like water comes out of like nine teeny tiny spigots out of like a hundred that's on the, the shower head and it's ice cold water. Even though it was hot in here, it wasn't that hot. And it's, it's emotionally and physically uncomfortable to take a shower here. And so I did it though. I shaved my legs. Damn it. <laughs> I don't want to look like I live in a pandemic anymore. <laughs> And I shaved my legs and I washed my hair and I chopped a whole bunch of vegetables. I chopped enough, um, tomatoes to make a spaghetti sauce. And I froze that and I chopped a bunch of vegetables for my chicken stew that I made. And I made chicken stew for the cat and I, we enjoyed it together. She was really pleased with me. (laughs) And, um, what else did I do? I just got a lot done. Oh yeah. This is the announcement I wanted to make. Um, I am creating a discord server for metaphysical soul speak. Now I'm not going to give you the link quite yet because it's still in the works. I'm still trying to figure it out. If you have any knowledge or expertise, if you've done this for yourself or you know a lot about discord and you have ideas for categories for me for channels on the server. I am very interested to have your input and you can write me at mermaid girl 888 on, um, on Instagram or even on Twitter. You can even direct message me on Twitter. Cause I'm back on Twitter again, by the way. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see if I can tell you guys just a little sneak peek. I think it was here on the, let me see here. So I, I'm just trying to put together this project. I feel like I, I got on the never fear truth server and I'm going to be honest with you. I am really inspired really inspired by this. And so just the way that they have it set up, they've got a, um, a voice. There's like voice channels. So you could go and they have, 
like truth radio. I just thought that was so good. This, this, uh, woman was singing. I think I mentioned this yesterday. Anyway, what I have on, because you're right now, you're listening to metaphysical soul speak the podcast. Well, what I am creating is metaphysical soul speak the discord. (laughs) It makes sense, right? Um, I think I have metaphysical soul speak the YouTube channel, right? Which I just call metaphysical soul speak because the YouTube channel was a little bit too long, (laughs) but the channels that I have so far are safety, read me first and uh, general. And then uh, the categories are ascension flu symptoms, synchronicity and weird stuff, meditation talk only for those of you who want to talk about different forms of meditation, meet new friends. If you want to make like-minded spiritual friends, you know, so you could talk to someone other than me about this stuff, or maybe get a group of people to talk about this stuff. It's kind of exciting, right? Questions about the show. So anything that you have questions about that you hear on the show, or if I didn't finish a thought or something, you can, you can ask me, ask the archangels because the archangels have been asking me to have a discord because they want to talk to all of you. So all the people who, um, are incarnate, uh, their archangels incarnate as humans, they will be on that channel, hopefully. And you can ask archangels about archangelly things after hours talking about the show you just heard. That's another category. So I may be on there sometimes, honestly, you know, or, you know, the next day or whatever, and we can schedule some times and, and do it. In fact, on the uh, voice channels, and this is the most exciting one to me is soul speak radio, where you guys could just talk about whatever and you can have almost like your own podcast on the voice channel. So you all could get on there and have conversations or you could just one person at a time, read whatever you want to read or say what you want to say. We also have a general voice channel. If you just want to talk about whatever randomly, that's not related to the show. We have live out loud conversations. We're going to start putting out topics So today we're going to talk about auras or today we're going to talk about astral projection or whatever. And last but not least metaphysical behind the scenes. So I, this is the biggest one here. (laughs) It'll save the best for last. Um, this is what I'm thinking is not every time, but sometimes when I am recording the show, you will have insight as to what goes on behind the scenes. I will have that on and you can hear my microphone. So when I fuck up, when I stop and I have to go back and I have to start recording again. And if I'm burping because I'm nervous or whatever it is, if the cat's doing something and I have to start over again, you're going to hear the behind the scenes stuff. Even if it's embarrassing, sometimes I'm going to have behind the scenes. I'm not going to do it every time. I mean, maybe I will, maybe I'll get comfortable enough, but a lot of you really wanted to hear me live making the show. 
And so I'm going to start doing that. (laughs) I'm actually kind of excited, actually kind of nervous, but it's not totally put together yet. I'm trying to get some rules up and I have to put up a little note or notification in each of the categories. And I have to see, um, I have, there's like advanced settings. I've got to still do it. But if you would like to be a moderator, on my metaphysical soul speak, the discord, let me know if you want to be a part of this whole community that I would like to create. Let me know. I have, uh, gotten into world nation community, never fear truth community, the Radio Shack token launch community and the Ty Lopez OG social club OG, of course, meaning original garage social club. Um, and those are the, the ones I'm on. If you're interested in any of those, let me know. The Radio Shack token is going to be a dollar each. It's, it's of ETH and it's going to be the next big thing. In fact, he was meeting tonight with a, um, economist who won the Nobel prize and they're talking about some behind the scenes stuff and it sounds pretty exciting. Anyway, I wanted to let you guys know about, about that metaphysical soul speak, the discord it's coming. It's coming soon (laughs) to Wi-Fi near you. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the space weather news guys, spaceweather.com. The current solar wind speed is 376.8 kilometers per second. And there is solar flare activity, but it's subsiding right now. The magnetic fields of all these sunspots have been, uh, have become stable and quiet. And it looks like they're just kind of going around the edge of the sun. I mean, a week from now, you won't even know they're there. (laughs) We're on sunspot number 78. And this is interesting. The geomagnetic storm forecast Minor G1 class geomagnetic geomagnetic storms are possible on the 13th of February, so basically Sunday, when a stream of solar wind is expected to hit Earth's magnetic field. The gaseous material is flowing faster than 500 kilometers per second from an equatorial hole in the sun's atmosphere. Arctic auroras could spill into Valentine's Day, so... Oh my gosh, you guys up there in Finland, and I know a lot of people in Norway and Finland listen to me. You guys are going to have some really awesome kick-ass Aurora Borealises to look at. So yes to the Northern Lights. It's so romantic. I See, that's a romantic thing right there. That would be a hella romantic date. <laughs> and I mean, cause, Oh, I need to give you hot chocolate. Oh, do you need my coat? Here's a blanket. I mean, Oh, it doesn't get any more romantic than that. All right. A CME did hit earth's magnetic field on February 9th. That was after it passed through the planet Venus bringing us energy from the planet Venus, the goddess of love in time for Valentine's day. That's so romantic. Like I feel like that's the Valentine that I needed from the sun. (laughs) The sun is giving me the energy of Venus and it's hit earth and we're receiving it now. 
So the geomagnetic storm is a category G1. It erupted 24 hours later after it left the sun. Auroras burst into life over the coast of Scotland, Scotland in the seaside village of Hope Man. Hopeman, H-O-P-E-M-A-N. This was according to Alan C. Tuff. That's his last name, T-O-U-G-H. I can't make this up. Anyway, he sends this beautiful picture from the seaside village of Hopeman. It's, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. It's like magenta, pinkish hues. It's so Valentine Day-ish. And then below it, it's like pale blue and white. And it looks like layers. It's just, it's worth it. Spaceweather.com, guys, if you want to go check it out. So it did take a whole day to get here, more than 3 million kilometers behind the shock front was what was in the CME's wake, 3 million kilometers, that's how much energy we're receiving right now, like holy Moses, Earth finally encountered the kind of intense south pointing magnetic fields that spark the geomagnetic storms. So, uh, we remember on the February 4th or it struck on February 9th. Oh, I think earlier I read the fourth. So sorry about that. That was awkward. So it says this kind of delay is not unusual. Like where it takes 24 hours to hit us. It's like the one that struck on February 9th often fail to produce a storm on the first contact. The initial blow isn't enough and the CME's wake can be much more effective. It can take up to 24 hours for the geomagnetic storm to get here after the coronal mass ejection of the sun reaches our atmosphere. So anyway, and it sparks a storm two or one or two days later. So there's more information on that. If you want to check it out, uh, the cosmic radiation right now, we're at a high level. It's gone up again by 0.3%. We did actually have fireballs, according to the All Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All Sky Cameras. We had five fireballs over the United States. They were all sporadic. Solar wind flowing from the coronal hole, as I mentioned earlier, will reach Earth on, well, basically Valentine's Day and the day before. So that's pretty cool. There you have it. Schumann Resonance News today coming out of disclosure news from Italia. From Italy, disclosurenews.it reported just power 12. That's it. Uh, yesterday was six and today is 12. And not a whole lot of activity as long as far as the Schumann Residence News is concerned, as far as Italy goes. There's not a whole lot going on right there. So next we're going to turn our attention to heartmath.org and we're going to look at their. GCMS magnetometer to see what is going on in the rest of the world as far as Schumann resonance news. Okay, so in on February 8th at the hour 2300 on Tuesday, this is what was going on. Uh, in California, they were at 38 hertz frequency. In Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, they're both on the mat at zero hertz frequency. In Lithuania, they were at 97 hertz frequency. And in Alberta, Canada, 43 hertz frequency. And last but not least, in Hulului, South Africa, they're coming back up and they went to 157 hertz frequency, which is significant. Most of these are, except for the zeros, of course. 
because 7.83 is the baseline of the Schumann resonance. So if you're feeling a little wonky, no matter where you are, especially if you're in South Africa, it's going to be a little, uh, you're going to feel it, but not as much as you did around the fourth. So you, but it's starting to go back up a little bit. So you might feel a little woozy or ascension symptoms. So just take it easy, drink your water, get your rest. I'll be right back after this quick break and we'll, we'll finish the show. I don't know what we're going to do. I think it's going to be about mental blocks and the law of attraction about love and money right after this. guys so we are getting this out uh, a day late um it's just been kind of a rough week coming back i had a feeling to put all this off until monday but i'm glad that i started when i said because i like to live my life as uh being in integrity with you guys and with god and with myself and that is something we may go over in, in a little bit. Actually, I'm going to write that down, take a note (laughs) on the side about integrity, because there's something I do need to talk about later after we jump in to the material. Another thing I've noticed, and this is weird is I did the whole show yesterday, a day late. I had to go, I did Wednesday show on Thursday and I'm doing, um, Thursday's show, finishing it up on Friday, although I did the first half of this show last night during, like, technically Thursday, at least Thursday, California time, but (laughs) anyway, I was, um, and I'm, I'm planning on getting Friday's show, today's show, out tonight, so hopefully by, you know, midnight tonight, if not midnight California time tonight, which is 3 a.m. my time. I'm hoping to have it all done by then, hopefully before, because I really need two days break to continue to rest and recover from this uh, bronchitis. Um, So the law of attraction, we've all heard about it. Um, Oh, yeah, before I get into this, uh, (laughs) I just started to say that. Um, It's really weird, though, because I I did uh, part, part of Thursday's show and Wednesday's show all in the same day. So I did like three segments of a of an hour each. So what's really weird about this is it all seems to go together. So if you did not listen to the Wednesday show, the channeling, there's a lot of, I won't say overlap, but it goes hand in hand. You know, uh, Prime Creator said a lot of things that I had planned on saying in today's show, or I mean, you know, Thursday show. And it's very odd how, um, it, sometimes how this just happens. You know, I had no idea when I'm channeling, I can only see a couple words ahead of me. <laughs> I don't see the whole sentence or the whole paragraph or the whole thought, you know, I'm just channeling as it comes. And with prime creator, I'm very fluid and create, you know, we could create that bond or we have created that bond where it's a lot fluid and a lot faster. And, and I, I did a channeling last season where it was herky jerky. I can't remember who I, who I channeled at this moment, maybe Santa Claus. Yeah. When I channeled St. Nick, it was so herky jerky, like, because he and I are not 
in combination with each other. We're not combined. But last night, it went pretty smooth and stuff. But I want you guys to know, I don't see the whole conversation. I don't write it out ahead of time and clean it up and edit it and make it nice and neat like a lot of uh, supposed channelers do. I don't know what their process is, but a lot of them will be like reading off a page. This is what I channeled earlier in my meditation, they'll say. And it's like, yeah, after you like wrote it and rewrote it and re-edited and then you kind of you know, try to make it polished up and look good for YouTube. I don't do that. If I'm not going to get a thought or I'm not going to understand something or God berates me for having a false belief or saying something wrong in the introduction, I'm going to let that in the show to let it stand. Like, so you guys know, you could tell what I say and what my beliefs are. And then if God corrects me later, it's like, shit, I got slapped. I got spanked before the world by my father in heaven, right? It's kind of funny, but I want to be that genuine uh, person. I want to be um, having integrity with you guys, and that's why I do that. I don't, you know, and it's not to say the people that write it all down in a notebook and, and say it out loud later, you know, it doesn't mean that they're out of integrity because maybe they're not, you know, and, you know, most likely they're not, but it's just, it's just as kind of a thing with me. I'm a little bit of a stickler for, um, the authenticity and sometimes authenticity, um, can sound or feel messy when there's not a smooth and fluid, um, movement together. But when it comes to prime creator, I am smooth and fluid with what he's telling me. As I found out last night in the show, I'm like 98% accurate in my telepathy and that's, I've gotten that kind of feedback where I'm like hundred percent accurate with, um, if I channel your higher self, for example, like I've had a lot of people in which I am channeling for them, you know, when I do my readings and the people are like, this is amazing. Like, Oh my God, you're like super accurate. How the hell did you know that? How did you know that that's the struggle I was going through? Or why did you know you know, why did that come to you that that, how did that person come to you? I didn't even ask about that person or whatever it is. I just, I, I have a God given ability and that's how, <laughs> cause I'm channeling the correct information. So if, uh, God's going to correct me as I go through this information that I wrote down, anything that I didn't write down, right. Or if I'm interpreting what I wrote down wrong, wanted to say this is really funny like on a side note um outside of the the class tonight or the, the episode tonight i woke up and i uh looked at my tablet within i don't know probably a couple minutes but the first time i saw the clock today it was 11:22 a.m and i wanted to mention it because here's even more <laughs> any more even more our our angel numbers so we are here on February 11th. So we're on 2-11-2022. And I looked at the clock at 11-22. <laughs> so that will make it 11-22-11-2-22. Like, what? <laughs> so what if I put in the other way? Like, you know, the day and then the time I looked at the clock. So 2 11 11-22. It's almost a palindrome, right? I don't know. If I end this at two in the morning, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, make it, a, make it a hat trick. No, that's 
I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's not hockey, Elena. All right. So, um, also I sat down to write the class at 3.33 p.m. So those are your additional archangel numbers. If you are in the twin flame way, I feel like today is powerful because 11 is a twin flame number as well as, you know, February and the 2022. It's all about coupling up. So you might want to light a candle, say a prayer, write some affirmations or whatever. In fact, I, that's another thing I need to write down affirmations. I wrote this class out. It's like two, uh, pages long and it's just my notes so that I remember what I wanted to talk about. So hopefully knock on wood, I'll remember everything. All right. So here we go. Law of attraction, erasing blocks to love and money. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, Basically, this is our life. You know, we're here, we're born, and we have desires that are placed upon our hearts. And we always think of these desires as ours. Usually they're God's desires. These are the things that um, God desires for us to desire so that we can, like, do the things we set out to accomplish when we got here. Sometimes we'll have desires that are kind of pushed into our consciousness from other people or the media, or extraneous sources, even demons, um, disembodied spirits that can happen to. So you always have to keep clear when you're trying to figure out what you want. Someone says, what do you want? And your mind is jumbled. Do the clearing I gave you yesterday. It is powerful stuff. I literally should have charged a thousand bucks for it, but because it's, it's gold. I mean, it will clear you out for everything, anything, any problem you have what I gave you yesterday, the energy shaman medicine that I gave you guys yesterday in the introduction, it, it's enough to clear you out for anything, 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 energetically speaking. Um, you can apply it to every single thing in your life. So anyway, uh, we want what we want. Usually we want it now, right? So impatience is, um, impatience is not a virtue patience is a virtue and what happens is we a lot of times we'll like try law of attraction classes we'll go watch videos on youtube sometimes we will pay people 67 dollars to get their program um or we'll watch the secret a bunch of times and i've done all this i mean i have actually paid for a lot of these things just trying to get at the heart the you know meat and potatoes of it i am a law of attraction coach actually I haven't put myself out there yet because I just don't have the right, I just don't have enough time in the day to like coach people right now. I have to streamline my life in a little bit, um, a little bit more and I may get there. I might just be like, I'm going to coach on Tuesdays and you know, we can have a call every Tuesday and, and I might do a group coach thing eventually. If you guys are interested and show me interest in it, or if you want private uh, coaching from me, um, spiritually or with law of attraction or with twin flame journey or love or whatever. Um, keeping in mind, of course, that my twin flame and I are still in the process of union. We're not together yet. And we have not had real world <laughs> contact. We're telepathic, telepathing all the time. We're in telepathy with each other and we're talking in the 5d, although 
I have a feeling that we have made contact in the past 24 to 48 hours, which I'm not at liberty to talk about or discuss, but I have a feeling that um, it's coming. It's, you know, it's inevitable because I am a part of God and my beloved is a part of God and I'm accepting his part of God into my part of God. (laughs) And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you gotta listen to last night's channel. It was explosive and powerful information that will unblock all your money stuff. It'll unblock all your love stuff. And that's why I said it will go hand in hand with what we're talking about tonight. So, all right, here we go. Uh, so we tried all these things, the secret law of attraction, video classes, you know, all this stuff online. And <clears throat> there's even this, uh, 18 year old, something Sabo or something. He's adorable. He looks a lot like my son. He's like 18 and he's a millionaire, but he's been like on it on the grind since he was like 10 years old and learning about the law of attraction. And I thought, Oh, how adorable he is so much like my youngest son. My son is, um, not a millionaire yet, but, um, he's, my son has, is always on that, like, mindset thing. He's trying to get his mind right. Always. He's trying to, you know, so he has a kind of similar energy to this guy. I know you've seen the, the, um, (laughs) his videos on, um, YouTube and I, I didn't do his class. I'm not taking anything from his class at all, but he did say something in his advertisement that got me where he says, you have to, uh, be like, you know, the thing that you want, right? Basically you have to be the, like, He didn't say what I'm about to say, but he said something uh, along the lines of you have to feel the thing that you want or vibrate at that level of the thing that you want. So we're going to talk about that, too. Um, And I don't and his stuff might be the thing that gets you there. I don't know. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing all these things. But I'm going to talk about blocks that come from sources or places that you didn't expect. Hopefully we'll get through some of those and hopefully we could get you unblocked and on your way so that you're living in the flow of, of life being in that universal universal flow. My words are not universally flowing right now. (laughs) So gain into the, the universal flow of money, universal flow of love, the universal flow of life and uh, a spiritual um, flow, you know, that's where we're trying to get you, basically. So, all right. A lot of the law of attraction things, like the secret, they say, if you think what you think about, you bring about. And Rhonda Byrne presented the information and had her people talk about the information in a way in which it's like what you're thinking with your mind. So basically from your brain and your mental body, And that is one part of the law of attraction. Of course it is. If you can conceive it and you believe it, you can achieve it. Right. And that's even one of the quotes from the secret, whatever, where, whether or not you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford, (laughs) by the way, my house I own in Detroit is six blocks from Henry Ford's original house. (laughs) I always thought that was pretty damn cool. I used to see my doctor at Henry Ford hospital over there. So in Detroit, (laughs) in Michigan, it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, and Henry Ford 
is pretty cool as far as, um, you know, inventing cars and yeah, anyway, I, I just, I just had a thought of, uh, my first husband's grandmother dated Henry Ford. She was from Michigan and she, um, was upset with him. Like when she took a ride in his contraption, the first one he invented. And I did mention this, I think season one, have you listened to me this whole time? You, you know, the story, otherwise you've forgotten it, or maybe you are brand new, but, um, she was really resistant for some reason. He kept trying to woo her and she was just so not having it. Like, I don't know, Henry, I don't think this is going to fly. She was a naysayer. She was kind of, you know, a naysayer to his dream of having, you know, a factory making cars, like cars, you know, he invented this, right? And so she finally said yes after weeks of him going, I want you to see my invention. I want you to be inside it. I want you to, you know, and, and inside it, there was no, like, maybe no doors. There was no windows for sure. You know, it wasn't fully, it was just like an invention in the process, right? And she got to see his creative process but she's like okay fine and at least there was a seat and it was kind of comfortable and she sat down in the seat and he says okay so here we go and so she was quiet the whole way the way my ex-husband described this to me quiet the whole way kind of keeping to herself with her hands on her lap you know holding her gloves in her purse on her lap and uh going through you know tooling around the neighborhood probably went right by my house thinking about it now like because he was like six blocks from where I live I don't know if he went on the L block or not but that would be pretty funny anyway um they get back and he drops her off in front of her house probably the very that was literally the first date in a car the very first one and that was my my first husband's uh grandmother (laughs) it's kind of cool anyway um what he told me is hysterically funny and it affected the life of all cars in history since that moment and this is this is directly as an influence of my ex-husband's grandma henry ford turns to her and he says so um i want to know what you think and she says well your invention is really nice and i do like it you do have something here but there's one thing I don't like about it that you can improve. And he says, what's that? And she said, this whole time I had to sit here with my gloves in my hand on my, you know, in my hands on my lap. I didn't have a place to put my gloves. We, you know, I don't have a a compartment to put my gloves. And that's why to this very day, that's called a glove compartment in the cars. (laughs) So, it was kind of cool. I mean, even though she was kind of a naysayer at first, and then she kind of got into the idea of it, she was st- she was actually, you know, a part of the whole journey. And that's something to remember is that people are a part of our journey. And sometimes they're negative influences, and sometimes they're positive influences, and sometimes their input actually helps us, helps us to reframe, helps us to see it in a different way. And we have to know where we're coming from in order to know where we're going. So let's just go through some of the thoughts I kind of jotted down. Um, so in the secret, they talk about the mental, the mental plane, like all like the whole of the secret. And they talked about it a little bit, um, in the original version of the secret, um, Abraham Hicks was in it. And then they somehow 
and inexplicably, I don't know why Rhonda Byrne made the decision, took out all of the Abraham Hicks clips. You could still buy the video with them in it if you go to uh, the original version and you buy like a used copy of the movie like on eBay or something, maybe even on Amazon, I don't know. Uh, I bet you could still find it. You could probably find it on YouTube for free. It's probably there. But when you go to Netflix, that's the updated version that does not have anything by Abraham Hicks. Maybe she thought it was too weird because she's channeling, but there's a lot of channelers in the world today now, and it's suddenly become mainstream-ish or adjacent, mainstream adjacent. And it has uh, gotten a little bit more uh, traction, a little bit. And <laughs> we're working on it, but... Um, I don't know, but they talked about the feeling. So I did their, um, I, I read their books or well there, I'm saying Abraham, like, you know, the group called Abraham channel through Esther Hicks. Um, I have uh, read their books and they talked about how you need to have the feeling, the emotion. So the secret talked about the mental stuff, you know, you have to get your mind right. That's true. You do. But remember guys, we're dealing with Pepsi bodies here. You know, you got your, your, um, psychological, emotional, physical, and spiritual individual bodies. So I think this is a holistic approach. What I'm about to give you, it should be a holistic approach to live in the direction of your dreams. You're a whole person. Why not have a whole approach to everything, right? So the law of attraction stuff in the beginning was talking about your mind, your mental body. And then, um, Abraham Hicks came along and they were stripped out of the original secret. And and so in their books, they said we were taken out of the original secret and our message was the most important one. We have to worry about the feelings, the emotions that you have when you think about this stuff. If you have your mind saying I'm a millionaire, but your emotions are saying I'm such a liar. That's doesn't feel right. And even Laura Langmeyer, God bless her. I met her in person several times. I love her dearly. She was talking about this, um, you know, the lie you tell yourself, you know, money comes to me easily and quickly. Money comes to me easily and quickly. And then you, but you have that emotional component that drags and nags at you in the back of your subconscious mind going, oh, shut up, dummy. You know, it doesn't, doesn't either. Yeah, you're a liar. You're a total liar. You know what I mean? So, like, you have your mind right, but then your emotional body's like, meh, 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 you know, your emotional body becomes a naysayer. So, you got to clear the emotions out. You got to explore where, where those are coming, where the blocks are coming in your emotional body, where they're coming in your mind, where they're coming in your emotional body. What is the disconnect that is keeping you from your dream life, right? And so, I'm looking at this person. Um, I didn't write his name down. The Sabo, Tom Sabo. I don't know. He, he's so adorable. Anyway, he was talking about you need to vibrate at the level of the thing that you desire and the thing that you want. And I heard him say something similar along those lines. I, it's not a direct quote, so don't quote me on that. But I thought that was interesting. We are doing too much thinking and not enough feeling. And even Dr. Joe Vitale came out with his programs saying there's not enough feeling and emotion that we need to do. And then, uh, Christy, doctor, uh, I think she's a doctor. Christy Marie Sheldon came along and said, we need to connect to source, the spiritual component 
of law of attraction. We need to get that spiritual stuff, right? And I agree with her. You have to get your energy right. There's a lot of energy people that are coming forward going, well, you need to deal with the energy. And that's very spiritual. And also I'm going to throw in there, uh, we need to talk about the spiritual uh, concept of our past lives <laughs> and what we are here to learn because our higher self is going to guide us if we allow it. And maybe you're being punished and kept from making money, or maybe you need to have a certain connection with God or we'll say the universe, um, you know, before you're allowed to have your funds released to you because otherwise you'd be distracted having so much fun with all your fun toys and your vacation life and your dream life that you now won't connect to God. And so if you were supposed to like, I think in my case, that might be the case. And I think now that I've, I've connected with God almost completely fully, you know, like I said, 98%, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just like right on the edge and, and I'm, in this week, I've had several um, spiritual things that have happened where it looks like it's going to happen very, very, very soon where I will be fully integrated completely with my higher self. And I think that will be this week or next week. Now, God's telling me this week. So, God, I only got a couple more days. I'll probably do it tonight, tomorrow. I'm going to really sit and work and meditate. It's a lot of spiritual work, guys. I've been on this um in this life alone, I've been on this uh, ascension journey process since 1987. Okay, so I'm, I'm an old veteran at a lot of these things. I don't look old. Thank you, God. Knock on wood. That will continue to be the way. But um, yeah, it's just kind of... <laughs> I've been on this journey a long, long time. I'm not... Um, you know, a baby witch or a brand new TikToker going along. Oh, I'm going to have a podcast and talk about spiritual stuff that everyone else is rehashing and regurgitating. That's not me. My information comes directly from God and also through the mystery schools that I have attended over the past several decades and um, the hundreds of books that I've read and the conversations and the conferences that I've contact, you know, contacted people directly. I've spoken directly with T. Harvecker. I've spoken like at his conference um, in person, shook his hand, you know, um, Marshall Silver, he's a billionaire. He's a friend of mine. He knows me. I could walk into a room right now and he's going to know my name. He knows my name, you know, so and, and Bill Bartman, I don't know if he'll remember my name, but he and I were friends for a while. He's another billionaire. Like, you know, I've, I, I like try to pick the brains of people. Like, <laughs> I want to know what you're thinking. Tell me what the thoughts are. You know, um, Bill Bartman is very practical. He just said, you know, you just kind of flip a switch. You look at something that is already in the world and you flip the switch on it just a little bit, turn it like a quarter turn. And that's going to think, be the thing that will unlock your riches. It's like a key turning a lock. I thought, well, that was interesting. So he was very practical and very mental about it. And um, Marshall Silver talks about the feelings a lot of having it. Like I said, Christy Marie, she's talking about the spiritual stuff. Dr. Joe Vitale talks a little bit about the spiritual stuff. Um, so what do we have in physical stuff? So I'm going to talk about the physical stuff um, a little bit because your physical environment 
and, and all the stuff I'm talking about, it, it's like all the stuff in combinado and com and combinado. We say in Spanish, right? It's in combination. Um, it's to combine all these things together and look at our blocks on all the different levels and layers, you know, it might be stuff stuck in our aura, it might be stuck, stuff stuck in our physical body. Our physical body gives us away. I don't know if you know that, but if you have blocks that you're not addressing, you know, say you have a, a limp <laughs> and you don't know where it comes from because you've never been injured and why do you have a limp? It, you know, it might be in your leg, you know, your leg or your feet. That is most likely because you weren't able to run away from a situation in which you were stuck in um, a physical um I, or maybe I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say prison, but you might like be stuck in a, in a situation where you are, um, going back to yesterday's conversation, clumping with people who are of a poverty consciousness, or you're stuck in a poverty situation. And it's a physical situation where you're, you're, you might got your mind, right. You might, you know, you might have your mind, right. You might have your, your spirituality might be in line and, and you're ready for this, you know, on a spiritual level and maybe emotionally your physical situation might be dragging you down emotionally. Your physical situation might be just a temporary one, but it looks very, very real to you. So that's the, the situation you believe, even though your mind might be right. Like I got my mindset, my blueprint for money mindset. Correct. I got it right. And I was just like, so upset. Like, how come this is not happening for me when I have done everything right? Do what you love. The money will follow. I have 800 episodes of the podcast that I love to do for you guys. And yet, uh, I'm living in a $200 apartment here. Where's my mansion? <laughs> you know, like universe. I told you, I showed you, I visualized all the stuff. I did all the emotional stuff. I did all the physical stuff I thought, you know, so I'm going to talk about, um, hidden blocks that I discovered in me just in the past two weeks that made me go, Oh snap that I think I, I unblocked it and I feel like it's actually starting to flow. As soon as I unblocked it within 72 hours, I was contacted by somebody who's famous adjacent to, um, three extremely famous people. And he had a UFO experience where you talk about that. I think next week, maybe in the next week to two weeks, he and I are going to have a, I'm going to do an interview with him. We're going to have more conversations. In fact, yesterday he wrote me again twice, you know, uh, two emails and I'm excited. I'm, I, I did not have the time. So I know if you are listening and you know who you are, uh, I'm not gonna say your name or your initials right now, but um, I will give you guys another clue. He's in uh, the Los Angeles area, Hollywood, at Jason. But <laughs> and that's it. That's too much. Too much of a clue right now. But um, yeah, he contacted me, and I haven't gotten a chance to get into those emails yet. I will review them probably in the next 72 hours, and and get back to you, and we will put together a time and a place and. Zoom or Skype, how are we going to do it? You know, all the logistics. So just so you know, in case you are listening. Um, but I feel like that's going to help me with the show because he, because of who he knows and who he is, it's going to be helping to unlock my money, of course, because people are going to go, oh, that's interesting. And let's click on that, right? 
And uh, so thank you for that. You know who you are. You wrote me and now I feel like that might be. But and we might have a little and we all have a little dance to do. Not he and I, but in general, all of us, you your neighbors, everyone has a little dance to do. We're all like dancing around each other, waiting for certain things to happen, waiting for blocks to become unblocked so we can reach towards that. So here we go. We're going to try to get through this info quickly. So a lot of times what we do is we ignore the bodies or the signals that are on an energy body level. That's kind of connected to our physical body. And so like, if you say something and you get a little, uh, kind of, kind of a gut punch feeling or like a, you know, energy level, it's like, Oh shit, we're mentally doing it. We're feeling it, but then our body is betraying us or not really betraying us, but betraying the falsities or the, the falsehood in our feeling or our thinking. So you have to pay attention. That's how you're going to erase the blocks because now you can breathe through it and you can ask it. Why? What happened? How come we are having this problem with a block to love or the block to money? What's going on there? So we have to notice our bodies. We have to be mindful of what we're feeling energetically in relationship and conjunction with our uh, bodies. So um, our, our vibrations, we have been told recently, there's a few programs that came out where they say we need to vibrate at the same level of the thing that we want. Well, I'm vibrating at like, I don't know, I want to say 12,000 Hertz frequency. I don't know where I'm vibrating actually, you know, physically but maybe mentally I'm vibrating at a different level and maybe spiritually I'm vibrating at a way higher level than my physical body is. And that's definitely true, right? I think that we have several vibrations that we are. It's not just the one thing. And that sounds a little confusing to me. And that's something that I wanted to bring up. We also have our subconscious mind. We have things blocking inside of us and our money, um, God, I can't even read my writing. I have my glasses on and everything. You got the cheaters. I'm looking right at it. It says money or, oh yeah. So, so what are you going to vibrate at? The same level of what? Are you going to vibrate your physical body or your mind to the level of money, which is like 432 Hertz frequency. But what if you're already vibrating at a much level higher rate? Is that what you want to vibrate at the level of money? What if you vibrate the level of money and you find a dollar? Cha-ching, you won. You found a penny. Cha-ching, you won. You vibrated at the level of a penny, which has got to be vibrating different at, than a one, which vibrates different than a 50 or 20 or a $100 bill. <laughs> I, you know, it gets a little tricky. So <laughs> what if instead you decided to, in combinado, in combination, vibrate your spirit body, your mental body, and try to get your physical body up there and your emotional body vibrating at the energy of a concept, a notion, freedom. The beginning of freedom is happiness. When you have money, freedom, time, freedom, you're free to love. You have love freedom. You can you love whoever you want, you know, your spouse or twin flame, you know, or whatever. You got to think about all the things you want in the mental body. You got to use your emotions to open up, you know, uh, to allow for all the emotions of it and, and pay attention to any emotions that are holding you back. Fear, guilt. Those are, con- those are contraction 
contracted emotions and you got to look towards the expansion emotions joy freedom peace happiness clarity openness open-mindedness and you got to open yourself on all levels to that now on the spiritual level how you might think oh well you know i grew up thinking money is evil no money is not evil look at the bible again if you grew up in a christian way the love of money is all evil love god use money as a tool money is not evil it's just a tool and technically nothing in this world is evil uh, that might sound weird and controversial and go ask backwards to what you've known your whole life but everything is god and if you think of god as evil then i think that's a little you know but i'm, I'm not saying run towards things that you consider evil <laughs> because oh it's God too I mean that's a long road and it's gonna take you a lot longer to get where you need to go but just keep it in mind in order to release your resistance not to the dark side (laughs) but release your resistance of fear of the dark side or your guilt of being dark side adjacent or whatever focus on the light the universal love and light that is within you the still small voice within focus on that and know that everything shall be added unto you when you seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek that light within you. All right, so if we're going to go in a Bible way or a Christian way, this helps, right? I mean, I was raised that way. I'm not a Christian now, but it, it helps to, to do it in this way, to bypass the mental blocks, the emotional blocks, the spiritual blocks, and even sometimes the physical blocks, right? So sometimes if you're in a physical block, you're in a really ugly place or a, 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 a you know house you don't like, an apartment you hate, you're living in your car, you're going to have to go physically somewhere, I think, and give your body the energy physically of what it feels like to be in an expansive space. Go to a museum, go to a house that, you know, has a viewing where you can just go, you know what? put your your best clothes on and go to the open houses in real estate physically feel what it feels like pay attention to the emotions you walk into a house of your dreams go test drive that car physically feel mentally imagine creative visualization use your imagination emotionally connect to the experience Connect to how it's going to feel when you are there in your own car, your own house. So let's go a little bit over love now. Uh, a lot of people, and, and this came up last night, um, and it came up through a, th- a channel I saw on YouTube on Magnetize Yourself. She talks about twin flames, and she does readings, and she's really good. Infinity is her name. And there's a brand new song, by the way, that I absolutely love called Infinity. I'll love you for infinity. So that's been on my mind. I've been, I think I've played it four or five times in the past three days. Love this song. I love you for infinity. Oh God. It's just that word infinity is very special. I don't know. I love it. That name too. She, she's so lucky. That's her actual name. So, all right. Sometimes we uh, pick bad partners because we deserve, we think that that's what we deserve and we don't deserve that. We deserve ultimate love, but we need to work on all of our blocks to realize we did not deserve that. And sometimes you got to go through the bad 
in order to get to the good. We choose what we know based on our negative beliefs or negative experiences or what people told us about ourselves that made us feel less than in our self-confidence and self-worth categories or about ourselves or our bodies, or we might have a lack of confidence. So I want you to look at all these categories and if you don't relate, then just move on. Cool. If it applies, let it if it doesn't apply, let it fly. And if it, if it does, then you might want to write it down and go, well, let me work on this. This might be the, the block that's keeping me from my, my dream life, my dream love, my dream money. <laughs> so once we have uh, love, sometimes we lose it. Why? Uh, we get to the point um, where we're about to lose it. And then we're like so confused by that. And you have to understand that we might've had super terrible examples growing up. Like maybe there was physical abuse where, or maybe people put almost came to blows, but maybe they're not physical, but if, if people are bickering and fighting daily and there's petty disturbances in your house and, um, putting down your partner or like your parents are putting each other down, um, or they have a lack of respect, all this shit is in your subconscious mind. And I'm going to point this out because it might be a block for you. Uh, examples might be that you weren't actually they these people in your life weren't actually in love or they didn't actually love each other it might have been a situation and you don't know about that maybe they just had a one-night stand and decided to get married and maybe they were Catholic or whatever religion and maybe they decided let's stick together forever even if it freaking kills us I've met people like that um, in my family, um, there's speculation about my father not being my grandfather's son. That, but he was rather his brother's son, but the brother was the younger one. And the mom said, if you're going to marry, told my grandmother, if you're going to marry either one of my sons, I don't care whose baby it is, you're going to marry the oldest son or none of them. Because she was like ruling the roost, which is crazy. But that was a long, I mean, going back several generations ago, people did that kind of crap. <laughs> we don't, we have so much more freedom than people did back in the day because people were intimidated by their elders. You got to listen to your elders perpetuate, a myth perpetuate by, perpetuated by the elders, by the way. <laughs> I've said that to my kids and they just laugh me out the door. I'm like, millennials have no respect for us. <laughs> it's, it's just a whole nother world. It's a whole nother life over here now. Um, but what you need to know is if this stuff is in your subconscious mind, look at the examples that were all around you and start really searching, research that and try to get to that. All right. So, um, you know, get to the heart of it and clear it out using the thing that I gave you yesterday during the introduction of Wednesday's show. So, um, you might be thinking that marriage does include all this stuff. And what's really sad is there's TV movie examples. I'm going to go real quickly through it with unrealistic or toxic and unhealthy behaviors. And here's some of the just random examples I pulled out of the ether today, the honeymooners of the fifties to the moon, Alice, they were always threatening physical violence with each other and fighting and arguing, even though they loved each other, that might, that sounds dysfunctional to me, right? Threatening to punch your wife so hard she flies to the moon it's kind of funny but from that perspective of being someone living in the 1950s but in the 1960s look at mad men you guys see how in that was showed the 60s and 70s where people were 
always like talking disparaging jokes about husband and wives you know how wives are you know how women are you know how men are well that's just the way it is you know and that's not how the way it is at all but it's how the jokes that were flying and things that were in the tv at the time in, in movies radios articles do this for your man do this for your woman blah 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 don't let your woman push you around that kind of perpetuated a culture at least in the united states and probably throughout much of the world perpetuated a culture of toxicity as the norm so you look at the honeymooners and in the 70s we have the the ropers and mad men is a newer show but it talks about the 60s and the ropers um they were always putting each other down helen was only always holding stanley back always putting him down oh nothing of yours works well, she's always putting him down. Of course, he's not going to want to have sex with her. It's, you know, she's always talking shit about him constantly and then trying to come on to him. And he's like, and she's confused. She doesn't know why. Why doesn't he love her? Why doesn't he want her? I mean, and then the, the secret running gag that later people knew is that he was actually gay in real life. So that was kind of funny. But, <laughs> but it's just like, the, the, these are the behaviors we see. They're modeled for us on TV and shows. And then our parents make jokes about it. And, and people are like, you know, conversating about, and that's one reason why we have blocks to love. I think we take it into our subconscious mind and then we feel it. And we, and then we complain about men Let's have a man hating club. Oh, the ex wives club. You know, we talk about our exes, you know, and focus on the bad stuff. Now focus on the good stuff on every level, spiritually clearing out, emotionally clearing out, physically clearing it out, mentally clearing it out. So in, in um, the nineties, we have married with children in the eighties and nineties, married with children, you know, the put upon husband and the, in the selfish, greedy gold digging wife, you know, um, <laughs> Jane, the Virgin brand new show. It's one of my favorite shows ever, but the mother gets involved with Rogelio Rogelio de la Vega, the very well-known narcissist. And every time he fucks up, people just give him a free pass. And then he comes around with his apology baskets, his Rogelio, the apology baskets. It's hilarious on the TV show, but that's, that's just telling us that it's okay to keep accepting that narc or that sociopath back in our lives. No, it's just TV. It's just a myth. You know, the, in, in movies, People are constantly claiming love in under three months. I can't tell you the last time in which I saw a movie that model behavior that is healthy in the real world for us, where people take two to three months before they say, I think I'm having feelings for you. That is more normal and natural to claim love within two weeks. I just watched the holiday. It was two weeks. Oh, I'm in love with you. Two weeks? You toxic ass bastard. You're not in love with her. You're trying to manipulate her into staying in England so that you can explore what's there. And maybe you end up with a good relationship and maybe you're a manipulator. We will never know because the movie's over by that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, she, instead of taking two weeks on the holiday, she should have had six months. Then we would know they were really in love. We would have a modeled behavior. But for Hollywood movies and stories, it's fictionalized. And it is the, the timelines are moved up so that, you know, it's seems more realistic, but that is not realistic. If somebody is not telling you that they love you and you've only talked to them for like one month, that's okay, brother. That's okay. Sister, you don't have to 
worry about that. If it's been six months, they still don't need to tell you. You don't need to tell them yet, but maybe after that, you might want to consider if you are feeling, be honest. I was with somebody for a year. We, we were playing chicken with it. We didn't want to say those words because we didn't want to say them too soon. And then at the end of a year, he just left me or two years. I think it was like two years. He left me and I, I, I still didn't admit it to him until many years later. I'm like, you know what? I do love you. I always loved you. I was so in love with you. I wanted to marry you and have your babies, but I didn't. I wanted you to say it first because you're the man. <laughs> and that's another old fashioned idea that I should let go of. See, that was a block to my love with this guy who might have, I would probably still be with today. But hey, it wasn't my journey and that's okay. And maybe it was never meant to be my journey. And maybe that's why all that crap happened in the first place. <laughs> so there's um, a lot of levels to the concern I have about what is shown in in movies and TV shows. I mean, I have written love stories that take place over 20 years time where the love is not declared until 20 years. I think that's an extreme example. And I think maybe that's why my, my screenplays haven't sold <laughs> because of that, because it's so long. It's not in Hollywood time. It's more, it's less realistic, but it's more realistic than what they show. So I don't know. I might have to step it up and okay. It takes two years. I don't know. <laughs> nine months, not two weeks, but, um, there's a myth that we have to just consider someone a narc, you know, a narcissist and just, Oh, but they're lovable and they've got their apology baskets. And there, there is a very dangerous component to that is that most, um, domestic violence is perpetuated by narcissists and sociopaths. So do you keep letting them back in your life because they, you know, wear purple and they're funny? No, they get you because they're funny and they're, you know, they get into, they infiltrate your life with their cute little jokes and their charismatic ways. And, 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 and it can upset you in ways that you can't begin to imagine until you live through it. So be careful and be wary about that. So maybe a massive block of your love is what I'm saying here might be due to the fact that you're with the wrong kind of person. They might be a narcissist who are incapable of love according to narcissistic personality disorder description or sociopathy. Th those people cannot feel love. You do not deserve to be with somebody who cannot feel love for you even though they can mimic the behavior and then you believe it. And it's hard, it's easy to get sucked in. It's hard to leave, but that might be the block to the love. So just be aware. It's a m bigger portion of my conversation with you guys today, but I wanted you to keep that at all in mind. If you're with a narc, Kim Saeed, K-I-M-S-A-E-E-D.com. Go to her website immediately and get the narcissist abuse recovery kit immediately and do the boundaries list do the free use resources get yourself out of the situation so that you can become a healthier person and get into a healthier situation so don't get into or have unrealistic expectations manage those expectations as we talked about earlier so um with new relationships don't worry if they don't say it if they don't you know, aren't present with you in there or whatever. So be careful. If, if those, I love you start coming within a month or two or before three months, in some cases, they might be just trying to manipulate you 
and use you. They might be a gold digger trying to get your money. They might be, it might be something that you, I mean, you're approaching it with an innocent look, you know, your heart is innocent and wide open. Like, Oh, it's so nice. The way they looked at me and the way they touched my hair and you know, people that are manipulators, they, they know how to give the look and, it, and they know how to manipulate your emotions and your wallet. Let's be careful. That might, so, so look for red flags. Um, there's a list of red flags on Kim Saeed's, um, as well as other people's, uh, you know, um, websites, um, YouTube channels, whatnot, what have you. So if, um, let's see, I'm trying to read my writing over here. Um, you might have patterns of fear that is blocking you from having a fulfilling life with your spouse because of the way your parents, if they got divorced, if they were fighting and bickering and you don't fight and bicker with your person, but you have a fear, a subconscious guilt or a fear that maybe you might have a guilt that you're going to have a better relationship than your parents and you love your parents, but they have a crappy relationship and it might be one of those kind of blocks. Um, money blocks. Let's get back into money again. Uh, be aware. Awareness is key of all of this stuff. Check out in both for money, love, whatever you want. If it's not coming and you're mentally proclaiming it, you're doing the affirmations and there's a ton of affirmations, uh, websites and out there, um, YouTube channels that are amazing. King world is amazing. It's one of my favorite. He has millions. He's got billions. He has images of people with billions of dollars, with millions of dollars doing the things that millionaires and billionaires do when they're working out like on their yacht. <laughs> and it's kind of fun for visualization. Not that you want to be there. Maybe you want to use his millions. I was, I was going to write to him and say, Hey, maybe you should have one that just says thousands. Some people don't have any money at all. And, and it's hard to imagine being a billionaire when they don't even have a job. Right? So maybe you should have thousands or hundreds of thousands or, you know, 1 million you know, what's a 1 million lifestyle look like? I think that might be actually helpful for some people. So I'm going to, I have a, I contacted him a couple days ago on his discord and I'm thinking maybe if I give him that idea, maybe he's listening to the show. I told him about the show. He might actually love it. So he might already been listening to it already. So integrity with yourself, your soul, and with others is important. Do your affirmations. Uh, listen to them all night long, every night. Put on the affirmation, find the one, you know, Brian Scott's got some good ones. Um, oh, what is his name? I love him dearly. I'm going to look him up while I'm talking. Um, uh, Zinc, Robert Zinc, that's his name. Uh, he's got some excellent ones. Excellent, excellent, excellent affirmations. I just pop them on and I go to sleep. And I've noticed a big amount of movement in my life in the past um, week in many different directions, in many different ways, um, through the affirmations, because I've unblocked a lot of my things, but I'm going to tell you guys something that happened to me. I was reading the book, um, by Barbara Stanny, overcoming under earning. I highly recommend this book. Take three or four passes at it. If you must keep trying to uncover those money blocks. And you might see that there are other blocks, money adjacent you know, and love blocks. It's the same thing. And what I discovered is I, I have a good mindset for money. I've got a good blueprint. I'm healthy in that way. I didn't do the negative group think. <laughs> I didn't fall into the poverty consciousness of the Catholic church and stay there into that pit of not having money to spare. And any money I make goes to the church 
to the richest man on earth, the Pope. He doesn't need my money ever, you know? And a lot of people in the church, they, and I've been talking about this for a while. A lot of people in the church have that, um, I'm not going to go to heaven or my reward is in heaven. And why? Like to do it here physically, that's way more meaningful than to wait until you're in heaven to have it when you can manifest it in your mind in two fucking seconds. So think about that. Like there's some really crazy stuff. If you are in the Christian way, um, the Christian case, Caisi or Valerie, the, the Christian, witch, also Reverend Ike, those are other resources. Look up Reverend Ike. Um, he uses the Bible quotes specifically Florence Scoville Shin S H I N N her books are over hundred years old and they will help you in this way to also uncover these things. Now I'm going to quickly say I have survivor's guilt and I did, I was, I think blocking myself from all this, all the blessings in love and in money because my husband died and I felt like I didn't do enough to save him. Why do I deserve it when he's the one that worked and I'm the one that got his retirement for 10 years to raise our children money I did not earn. And then to make matters worse, my now ex best friend called at me and yelled at me and said, I'm using a man's money to raise my kids and that's wrong. And she made me feel all kinds of guilty. And she was very mean and very judgmental without having ever even been married or having children herself or even uncovering her own blocks to love herself or doing any of the spiritual work whatsoever to actually release those things and then coming at me with her guilt and judgment because it was really for herself. Well, I have had survivor's guilt and I uncovered it. I released, I was like, well, hell. So if you have survivor's guilt, this is something I want to tell you, um, is make certain that you do this in their name. Like my, my brother, my dad always wanted to be a millionaire. My brother's, um, having a pot business in, um, Colorado making pot corn with my father's face on. He's like, if I become a millionaire, I'm doing it in dad's name. And that's his workaround. So he doesn't feel guilty being survivor's guilt. Like he's the, my dad's the one that did all the money mindset stuff. And here I'm coming around being, you know, rich just because, you know, suddenly cannabis is legal, you know? So, uh, you know, you can, have a building in their name, name a clinic or a hospital or, or start a charity in that person's name. If you have survivor's guilt, you know, so give up the false narratives regarding the clumpy people, the church people, <laughs> beware of the group. Think 90% of the people never make it. They never fulfill their potential. 10% own 90% of the wealth. And so you have to understand there's a reason, there's a reason for <laughs> why 50 to 75% of all marriages end in divorce. There are subconscious blocks that we need to release on every level. Please look into it. Know that you have to have integrity with yourself. Look for attachment to central themes and ideas that don't serve you. When I'm rich, I'll find love. When I'm, I lose weight, I'll find love. When I find love, I'll get rich. Stop with all that. Don't attach this to that. When I'm thin, I'll win an Academy Award, you know? People that are fat win Academy Awards. So why, what? When I fit into that dress, I'll get accepted. No, no, don't do that to yourself. When I own a tuxedo, then I'll write the screenplay. No, (laughs) people do this all the time. So be aware these are potential false blocks. If you attach this to that, tit for tat, don't do it. Have 
your thoughts and your emotions and your spiritual life and your physical life in when you're visualizing and doing your affirmations, have it all in combination and you're going to release all of your money blocks because after all, this, this is like, remember to breathe, do emotional lamas because my darlings, you are birthing your new life. It's, it's so that's it. That's it. That's all I wrote. <laughs> You're going to live your best life ever. Just keep trying and writing all the blocks on all the levels down and you got it. Birth your new life. Don't forget to breathe. Remember it's emotional Lamaze you're going to do. <laughs> that's it. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming. Just like always until then I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace hey guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from $0.99 to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle bank to bank or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.